a lot of times you don't know that you are really by being who you are and doing what you do, you're also opening up a door and being a legacy leader for other individuals and saying you also can do it too. Welcome to Sub Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I am a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we are chatting about being an entrepreneurial and a digital nomad and a little bit more on the purpose and reasons behind that. I just quickly want to say thank you so much to everybody for being patient with me and our team while we took a little T.O., a little R&R. Uh, we really needed it. It was... <laughs> 2020 kicked all of our asses, right? I'm sure everybody feels that way. And I was basically working around the clock for September, October, November, and most of December until Christmas. And so it felt so good to take a little reset. And I'm so happy to be back with you all. Really quick sidebar, I just want to mention that if you enjoy our podcast and you love us and you want to show support in some way, the best thing that you can do always is to share us with a friend or a couple of girlfriends, uh, your mother, your daughter, your sister, your auntie, whoever needs to hear this episode or needs to hear an uplifting message about living their best life on a regular basis. Or you can even take a screenshot and put it on Insta and tag us. Whatever your method of supporting is, all of it is so, so, so meaningful and so appreciated. As you guys know, I love to bring on members from our community. Those have actually been some of our most successful episodes. So I think that you guys like it too. We did that with Nicole. Shout out to Nicole from our Daddy Issues episodes. And now we have the lovely Sara Abdallah, who is also from the Sup Babe Squad. We got connected, I mean, I guess a couple years ago over Instagram. Welcome, Sara. Hey, goddess. How are you? Good. <laughs> hey, God. Are hey, girl. You? Hey, queen. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for doing this. With oh, my us. God. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. You are such a boss, babe. I have to say that when you reached out and you said, hey, I have an idea for an episode, which, right, yeah, we encourage exactly. everybody to do that mm-hmm. because. I want to know what you guys want more of, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what this this whole show isn't about me. It's about us. It's about the community, the squad, the girls that love living their best lives and supporting each other that we're building. And when you said, let's do an episode on digital nomads, you're moving around the world right yeah. now in the pandemic too. I was like, hell yeah, that's so timely. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's important to share your experiences with everyone so they know that they're not alone right like nobody really knows we're all home you know cooped up you know during the pandemic and hopefully being 
<laughs> safe. Um, but at the end of the day, people want to know how is everyone surviving, you know, be it if you are working with someone or a business owner, like what, what, what are you, how are you facing those challenges? Exactly. And that's what we're all about here is yeah. actionable tools, tips, tricks to really improve your life that you can implement tomorrow or today. Fuck it. Why not today? <laughs> <laughs> So let me give a little background on you like I do for everybody. I want to make sure that our girls know who they're listening to. So Sara is founder and CEO of her own conscious interior architecture and design business, where she helps clients build functional spaces that optimize their lives. Before going off on her own and becoming a quote-unquote entrepreneurial nomad, Sara worked on projects for Lincoln Center, Ritz-Carlton, Soho Grand, Addition Hotels, Neuhaus, and more. So you have been, you have worked on every cool project of everywhere that we like to travel to, and you are also a very well-versed traveler yourself, so you are the perfect person to talk about being a digital nomad with. Sara, will you like take me back a little, like remind me how we got connected? Like, I just want to hear how you got pulled into our community because I'm so honored that you're such a boss, babe, and you are listening to Sup, babe. Yeah, I feel like it was actually the end of last year. I saw you like pop up on my um, feed and I was like, who is this amazing woman who's like, love her energy, love her style. And I'm always about really supporting women. And this is, I think, way before you started the podcast. So I don't know exactly when you did, but I I definitely started following you then and was super excited. I was like, oh, why am I quarantined with family? And, you know, in the middle of pandemic, I really (laughs) want to reach out and connect with this incredible woman. And I feel like it's really always important to find your tribe. And that energy that I saw in your photos, I was like, oh, this is definitely my kind of woman, you know, I was like, I want, I want us to be friends, you know, and then you started the podcast. And I was like, what is that, babe? I was like, and I started listening (laughs) to it. And I was like, super connecting. And I was like, love the tips. And I love just the idea of really us growing as women together, you know, regardless of like, our backgrounds, and you know, if we're whatever, you know, if we're cultural backgrounds, religious backgrounds, you know, there's so much tension right now. And I feel like in the end of the day, if we remove those labels and just, we see each other as beautiful feminine women and we're here to support each other. I think that's really important. And that's why I like to greet my friends, you know, and saying, Hey goddess, how are you today? You know? And it's like really celebrating that feminine energy within us. I love that. And I also think too, that like the energy that you give off in a new environment, whether that's a new business meeting, whether it's a new friend meeting, whether it's even an email, right? How you opened your intro to your email to me. I was like, yes, love this girl. Want to do something (laughs) with her. Want to get to know her more like swamped right now. That's happening, you know? And, and we made it a point, you know, even two or three months later to Mm -hmm. get together, to get to know each other and to now record a podcast. So let's get into you a little bit. I want everybody to learn a little bit more about you. So tell us a little bit more about your background. You, you know, you, you come from a different religious ethnic background than Mm -hmm. us, but you've lived in the U.S. for a long time. Like, take us through it. What's going on with you? Oh, yeah. So I was born here in New York City, actually. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did not know that. (laughs) At NYU. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I'm first generation. My parents immigrated here in the late 70s, um, you know, both from Cairo, from Egypt. 
but actually I'm biracial. Cool. And because I'm, I pull more light, people don't know that. They were like, where are you from? So my dad's black, my mom's white, but both Egyptian. And, you know, people who are biracial obviously look different, you know, we're mixed differently in North Africa. Right. And so did they immigrate here together? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yes. My dad went back actually after living here in the city and saved enough money, went back, met my mother, you know, and, and actually a speed dating event. Shut up. <laughs> like Hinge is the new speed dating event. <laughs> at, a, at a mosque, which was really, I was like, wow, I didn't know like Egypt at that time was that progressive, you know? Or that speed dating even worked, right? Literally. It's making babies. It, it was live speed dating. <laughs> and actually my mom tells a story like this. She was sitting in the mosque and one by one, the man, uh, a man came in and she would meet him. And she pointed out three people that she wanted to talk to. And one of them was my father. And, cool. and then like shortly after, like they did some dating They, you know, uh, wait, wait, hold on. I like that. Your mom is a woman who knows what she wants. Totally. And do you take after her? Yes, I definitely do. <laughs> but she's really, you know, it's funny because my mom's really shy. She like my, my dad, you know, my mom is an accountant. My dad is in, in chemistry and like a scientist. And I think I, the drive and the energy comes from my father and my, my mm -hmm. mom's personality is like, there's a little bit of shyness that like shines through, but she really knows, like quietly knows what she wants. She's like, no, I want to do this, not this. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you haven't said anything in an hour, but yes, yes, we are going to go with that because yes. sometimes less is more, right? I try to learn how to do that. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. So let's get into kind of your business, how you're digital nomading. I want to have like a chat on this because I know we did another episode on kind of like, it was a couple months ago, but on where people are choosing to live during the pandemic. And you're seeing news stories crop up about this everywhere. And as COVID continues, yes, vaccine is, is roaring and things are starting to um, have a sunnier outlook. But I still think people people are stamped from this experience with so many, so much more of a perspective on the things that really matter in life. So instead of just, you know, needing to be close to work or wanting to be a quick commute or wanting to be near the best restaurants or whatever, you know, the vanity of living in New York, which obviously I fall prey to as well, but <laughs> yeah. people have really decided like to hone in on their values and what truly matters to them throughout this pandemic, right? So what I want to know from you is kind of how did you decide to be a digital nomad? How are you structuring that? Not only from your personal living situation, like, are you keeping an apartment? Do you have things in storage? Do you do short-term rentals? Like, and then also I'd love to know how you structure it business-wise, but let's Let's yeah, start there on totally. the personal structuring. So when I started the company many years ago, I really wanted to approach it really differently. And I really believe there's so many incredible architects and designers that you can have part of your team. And instead of just, you know, hiring individuals who are in your the city that you're currently living in, you know, why not have the best of the best? If they're globally or if they're, you know, in the West Coast, right? Like, and, yeah. and when you're having clients that are not just in, in the city that you are, it makes sense to have also a team that's sporadic. And so like when I started the company, I'm like, it's important to have a team that is digital nomads, basically. They're all virtual and the majority, and we had two people actually locally here in New York. 
And we also had two interns per semester because I love teaching. I feel like it's important to pay it forward and, and to mm-hmm. really, you know, I know for myself, I got the, the best experience in really understanding how to take what you're learning in the classroom and, and implement it when you're actually in the work setting and understanding how you're, mm-hmm. how that crossover happens. And for sure. Later on, I thought it was really important to do it as well. So we had set up the company where, you know, we have a server, you know, it's, it's literally, you know, anybody who's working on a file is when it's uploaded, it's real time. So if someone else needs to grab it and work on a different part of the, the project, it's there. And also, I think it's important to understand it's, you know, women of color, you know, we need to globally support them. It's not just a local thing. It's a, it's a, it's a global effort. And for me, a lot of the people who wanted to work with and come to the company were women and men of color. And it was really surprising to me. I I didn't advertise it. You know, people came and, and, and and seeked it out. And, you know, a lot of times you don't know that you are really by being who you are and doing what you do, you're also opening up a door and being a legacy leader for other individuals and saying, you also can do it too. That is beautiful. That is beautiful for sure. Totally. I think that's honestly what I try to live my entire life by. Like my, I I don't know if you have a personal motto. This is a random tangent, but I have a personal (laughs) motto and my personal motto has always been to be the most fearless, authentic, magnetic version of myself so I can be a good model to help other women live their best lives as well. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. And that's what Sup Babe is about too. Yeah, exactly. That's what your company is about too. Oh, I mean, I think for me, it's, it's all about, it's not gender based at all. It's really about everybody living their best life, right? Like it's when we're approached the work, it's really about one functionality. It's also about human touch points and, and human well-being. And so when we approach architecture and design, it's really understanding one, how people build habits and how they interact physically with and subconsciously with a physical space. And so all those things are really key elements. It's like a chef has a recipe in terms of how they build their perfect, you know, I don't yeah. know, upside down cake, you know, and we <laughs> <laughs> have a way of like really approaching our, our designs. You know, it's not it's just aesthetics. It's really, there is really a lot of depth into it, you know, to come up with a solution. So let me ask you this. So you, it sounds like you wanted to create a digital business because there was mm-hmm. plenty of talent digitally, globally, that mm-hmm. you wanted to hire and you wanted to be able to be diverse and have people to, you know, easily deploy clients around the world. Exactly. So were you digital nomading at that time or were you just New York? Like, what was your transition? Like, let's get into how you set up your personal life now that we know how the business is structured. Sure. Yeah. So I was always based in New York and then I would travel to abroad to meet a client or pitch a project or go to the West Coast. So like New York was always a home base, but like during the pandemic, uh, my living situation kind of changed, right? Like after almost seven years of being in, in North Williamsburg, I my lease was up and I decided, you know, we don't know what's happening, right? Like I talked to my parents, they're like, come, come to Northern New Jersey, you know? And I was like, so, and my mom, you know, my parents are not together anymore. So my mom and my sister live in central Jersey. My dad is in Northern in Bergen County. 
And mm-hmm. so I split my time between really being with family during the four months of the pandemic, one to kind of really nurture those relationships because, you know, being a first generation and considered the black sheep of the family uh, and doing things really differently, you know, it caused a lot of rifts between my, me and my parents, you know, it's like pushing forward and wanting to be in the creative uh, field was, was a challenge being a first generation of two parents who immigrated to the States. You know, typically you're like so, doctor, lawyer, you know, yeah. you know, the typical engineer. <laughs> I'm second generation, right? My mom's first generation Italian. And then I, you know, then there's me and it's the same thing. So it was, yeah. you know, everybody was like, you have to be a doctor. Totally. And, and I, I felt like the black sheep for many years. I don't now that my sister's a surgeon. I honestly yeah. don't give a fuck anymore. I'm like, you guys got what you wanted. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah. So now it's good. And my, and my dad honestly never cared. He was like, do you boo. But I my mother it. like literally would not speak to me when I first went off to build my own business because she couldn't understand why I wouldn't be a doctor and then why on earth I would leave the corporate world. I know. I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So my dad didn't want to pay for school. He said, I'm not paying for college if you don't do something that we know that you're going to be okay with. I mean, in the end of the day, it wasn't because they thought that was the only way to do it, but they wanted security. They wanted to know that when they are gone, that I was going to be secure within a and making money and supporting myself. Right. And so the agreement was <laughs> that I double major in psych and fine arts. So I actually have a weight, like a different background and, and I had a different career before I did interior architecture and design. Um, I have a master's in higher education administration. Um, my undergrad is, is in psych and fine arts, um, art therapy and gender studies, you know, and so all those things really inform the way I approach the work that I do now and how we approach solutions for clients. I think that really sets you apart from Mm -hmm. everything that I know about you and the conversations that we've had and how you guys kind of, how you communicate about the work that you do. Mm -hmm. I think your psych background and understanding how people move through a space, how people think about things, how the subconscious Mm -hmm. influences our work habits, how habits in your workspace can make you more or less productive. That's so interesting. I love that you guys are thinking next level about incorporating that. So tell me this, are you in, you've traveled a lot, right? So you're in, you're bouncing between family now. Are you in a short-term rental? Like for me, and I, I know some people have kind of been with me on this journey where I like gave up my apartment. You know, I was dating somebody, we were living together. I was like, you take it all good. Love you. We're fine. Moved all my shit into storage. I then went into a long stay hotel for a month. Then I disappeared on on a <laughs> top secret media project that I know everybody is like, what the hell is going on for an entire, like almost two full months. It was at least six weeks. And then I literally came out the other side and now I live at the Nomo Soho, which was like the old Mondrian here. I love that Soho. Space. Yeah. It's yeah, really, it's great. It's yeah. amazing. It feels like home to me now. Totally. But yeah. but so and I'm now planning to leave to Florida, but but I will be really honest. I'm loving the freedom of not having to be any one place, right? And mm-hmm. finally having my business not tie me down. Right. Mm-hmm. So and this is a kind of a interesting revelation I had this week. I said, 
I, I, well, I said this months ago to my manager. I was like, I want to go to Florida for the winter because obviously our business has been severely impacted by the pandemic. And I was like, look, I just want to go to Florida. It'll be better for me. It'll be better for the dog. I can do the podcast. I can execute the partnerships that we have from wherever. And I bet you that there's business for me in Florida. And then literally my favorite trade show to work with, the fashion trade show magic that I was telling you about, emailed us this week and was like, we need Nicole in February in Orlando. And I was like, amazing. I manifested this. (laughs) I think it's really important to be in the unknown, get comfortable being in the unknown. And when you when you get comfortable in the unknown, you allow the universe to provide you with unexpected options. Like you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that I can do work in Florida or work in Tokyo or work, you know, it's like you need to really create space to allow options to come into your life. If we're so calculated Mm -hmm. and we're like, no, I have to do this this way, we don't have that option. And I think that's what you did. You created some literally energetic space to allow something to come into your life. And that's such a beautiful thing. And I'm so excited because I don't have to freeze my ass off anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So it works out well. But so what are you doing? Like, what are your plans? Where are you going next? How do you handle like your home base? I have storage units. Yes. Right. And so sometimes I go and I switch out suitcases from there and I try try not to so, travel yes. with more than four. <laughs> so I, I was live I downsized like uh, the year before I, I I downsized from one bedroom to a studio and the luxury building that I was in uh, the year before the pandemic. So I already had some stuff in storage and and a company called Makespace. And what mm-hmm. I loved about it is you have your app on the phone, you can see what each box has. And I was like, okay, Lisa's up let me put everything back in, in, into storage, including my fr- awesome furniture that I really miss. <laughs> yeah. And so everything's in storage. Uh, when I came back to the city in June, I've been subletting basically, you know, different incredible apartments from friends who are either own their condo units or have, you know, long-term leases, but they're out with in the suburbs in the Hamptons or, you know, in Connecticut or even left to go overseas. I had a friend who went to Italy and I stayed in her um, Union Square apartment that she owned, you know, while she was gone. And, you know, we did an exchange. I paid her for, you know, and she made some money and I got to live back in the city. And so at the end of the day, it's really about sharing your resources. At this point, you know, it's like everybody is going through different challenges and we need to like all love and support one another. And I think, it's really important to be kind to yourself through change and be fluid, you know, uh, about your resolutions of how to get back to where you, you feel like you want to be. So so basically you tapped your community. You were like, I want to come back to New York, but I don't want to be committed to New York because I know you've been in Tulum and I'm sure like, what's your, I'm sure you have more travel up on the docket. I was heading to LA, you know, but now everything's closed down. So, you know, now I'm like staying put for now in New York, in New York city. Um, and I am thinking of Florida. I actually had a really great conversation with uh, a colleague who's in real estate and she was like, Hey, let's collaborate. You know, I'm, I'm 
doing pitching some projects in hotels and restaurants and like, let's see how we can support each other. And so you're like, great, I'll be there tomorrow. Literally, I was like, <laughs> I'm getting on the plane and coming to Florida. And she's like, let's meet in Sarasota because that's there was a lot of developments there. Wait, you're kidding. Yeah, no, no I'm, I'm literally <laughs> in Sarasota. <laughs> oh, no, I'm wait. in Sarasota. Are yeah. you coming? Well, I haven't scheduled my flight yet, but she's there. And yes, we're planning something soon, you know, so probably. In the oh, my God. Year. Yeah. In the- we will finally meet. Yes. Like, so we're recording this right now when I'm still in New York, but yeah. I will be in Sarasota when this episode launches. Yeah. So, and so that yes, means exactly when this launches, most likely I will be in Sarasota meeting with her and then also probably heading to Miami to meet with some developers as well. So I feel like it's just a great location. You know, you have sun, you have beach the the strictness of like what's happening with the pandemic is a little bit different the approach is different and i think it's i it kind of more my vibe it's like i think everybody should sh- have the option and choice of how to address the fear around the virus you know it's like in the very beginning i was like no everybody should wear a mask everyone should do this but at the end of the day we are living in the United States, and I really believe in the beauty of the the rights that we have as citizens here. You know, and my parents left Cairo um, because of the a political situation. You know, and they came here, and they're fully. My dad literally was like super proud to be American, and he always says how you know disheartened he is from like the issues that have happened when he was uh, in college back in Cairo. And as much as we love Egypt and we love, it's just, there are so many, you know, problematic issues that are still happening. Like the rights are not the same kind of rights. And we don't want that to happen here in the United States. We want to still have a voice. We still want to be able to be heard. And, you know, we all fall in different places when it comes to our opinions and and that's supposed to be okay. For sure. And I think, I think also the main thing about being somewhere warmer is there are safer options to mm-hmm. still have FaceTime with friends or exactly. family or clients. Whereas, you know, if you're in, in a cold environment right now, there are not very many safe options. So then you have to decide, well, my, do I want to go into this unsafe territory or do I want to like be vigilant about protecting my health? And that's like mental health versus physical health, right? So nobody should have to make that choice, right? It just, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a weird place that we're in, but fortunately it won't be for that much longer. So totally, Sarah, I want to know when you are traveling a lot, when you are moving around from place to place, when you are jumping from Airbnb to Airbnb, what kind of rituals or habits do you have that help you ground yourself and make the new place feel like home? So it's funny. I, I established these rituals or habits or well, wellness, you know, touch points, like maybe a decade ago, because I, I was traveling quite a bit for business uh, while I was working in the corporate industries before I started my own company. And I felt really disconnected. And I remember speaking to my Reiki healer and I was like, man, I really need I need some help grounding myself. I feel so disconnected from being away from home. And what can I do? And so she's like, well, do you journal? I was like, yes, I already journal. And I have a gratitude journal that I pack, you know, and I'm like, what? And she's like, well, how about objects, physical objects that you can carry with you? And so besides journaling and doing a a gratitude journal that I literally pack in my suitcase, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have little touch points that really remind me of home. Like this piece here that I carry is a, a custom piece that Shala Karimi, who's a New York-based jeweler who made for me, that basically connects the, the cities that really mean something to me through the stars. <laughs> like so it's New York City and Cairo and then my my birth sign. Um I'm an Aries. And then I also wear her- Wait, it's really beautiful, but at first I thought it was a mustache. But it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, so, it's she, so cute. she mapped it. She mapped it in a program actually to connect the like the constellations and cool. the, the cities together and it came up with a shape. But then also I wear her subway lines, you know, that reminds me of New York. It literally is called the subway line, like rings. And it reminds me of me, like obviously being in the city and like traveling through. Um, And I think like just objects that remind you of home is really important. I have this beautiful um, Japanese um, jewelry box that I literally put in my suitcase and put my stuff in that my dad gifted to me. Um, we, when I was really young, we used to go to like estate sales together on Sunday and I really got excited about furniture and antiques and stuff. Not that I use any of that in my work, but you know, sometimes I introduce a vintage piece to kind of create a a balance between new and old, right? Like you don't Mm -hmm. want the space to feel like really sterile. And the end of the day, you know, nobody knows all the work that you've put into it, um, in terms of the vision, the concepts, the programming, and they just like, oh, this is a really cool furniture piece, you know? And so like, you want to kind of insert these little touch points with you. And the same thing goes with when you are traveling from hotel to hotel or sublet to sublet, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter what, where the place you're calling home, it's just actually having physical touch points that kind of visually subconsciously connects you to home. For sure. So I bring a bunch of I bring a bunch of things with me as well too and and I think it's been helping me kind of feel just a little bit more grounded in whatever space that I am in. So one is candles, right? But I feel like that's kind of that's kind of similar to the arena of like you bringing your Japanese jewelry box yeah. with you like it's something that reminds you of home. I bring or incense, my, yeah. Or instance, I bring my focused and fabulous candle because oh, that just <laughs> I love that makes me feel like a boss. Yes. Um, it's from Dorothy B. We've worked with her. She's dope. It's her name's Taisha, but that's her company. I bring my Hypervolt. I don't know if anybody else like has used that. Have you ever? It's like the back rub thing. Oh, okay. My shoulders get very tight, so I will like give myself like it's heavy, but. It makes it feel like home for me because when I'm having tight shoulders, whatever, I can totally just let all the tension out. Like I bring my speaker so I can put, I can have a dance party anywhere. Like I should have a DJ. I should have a dance party fucking anywhere. I love that you pack a small speaker in your suitcase. I, 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 oh my I, gosh. I, I, there have been times where I've packed more than one. Okay. So, <laughs> so good. I don't know what kind of party I thought I was throwing, but I love packing like, um, a, like a face mask or like eye, eye patches, yes. like all those little, yes. I always think like it's important besides having like items that connect you, you know, to home is, or the essence of home is to also be fluid with your healing and wellness rituals. So like as you're traveling and living in different places that you always ask yourself, like what serves my highest and greatest good for that day? And for sure. And then look in your like wellness toolkit, which is like obviously virtual, right? And just be like, is it today a face mask day? Is it a 
you know, moving meditation day? Is it, you know, listen to what's up, babe? Is it, you know, listen to ancient, <laughs> ancient wisdom today? You know, like there's so many great pods available to learn and to like grow as an individual. But like, I think we are different people each day. Right. And so like each day we should approach that day differently. And that's why I think it's a good way to ask yourself to like help yourself grow and support yourself in a different way. I love that. I I totally agree. And I also think the first point too about, you know, bringing your own, you know, face masks or just for me, like having really good skincare regimens and hair products with me if I'm on the road a lot makes it feel more like home. And yeah, that does kind of make it more of a pain in the ass to travel with that stuff. But if you're somewhere for a month, two months or more, I think it's definitely worth it to splurge for like an extra suitcase to come with you to have some of those items that just remind you of living your best life, right? Uh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I I really I have to say I def I definitely struggled in the earlier in the year not having a like my own physical space after living there for seven years, right? And so I had to really remove all the attachments and the rules and the labels and the fear of what will people think. And really being open and vulnerable and authentic allowed me to like reconnect with people who are also being nomadic and and literally doing the same thing way before the pandemic. I literally am part of a new community, like a community that exists of a a bunch of people who are from like Summit called Yes Nomad. Oh my God. Can you like add me to it? Yes. (laughs) I I went to Summit. Yes. I can totally. I didn't know about Yes Nomads and and, and we're both Sarasota nomads here soon. (laughs) slash slash Miami. I just, I'm nervous about Miami because it's just, you know, the COVID is like raging there. So trying to just be my most responsible self while also still handling business and having just like a little bit of fun, like not too much fun, just like a little bit of fun. I mean, have a lot of fun. Have a lot of fun. A lot of fun. But safely. (laughs) Exactly. Like having the most fun, but like in the most safest way. Exactly. Exactly. We we speak really proper English on this show. (laughs) I hope not, because I'm not really good at it. No, I speak two languages and I started speaking um, Egyptian Arabic when I was really young and I had no idea until much later on that what English was my second language, even I was born here. Uh, because I went to ESL class because I literally, my parents taught me no English before I went to, you know, kindergarten. And, and oh I was like, God. how is that possible? I want to murder my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was funny. I was like, so I spoke Arabic at home and no English. They're like, well, you were an experiment. We didn't know like what happened in the system, the educational system in the U.S. Wait, were you the first kid? Yes. Are you the eldest? Oh, I'm the like... eldest out of three. So I was oh. literally like an experiment for my parents. That's really funny. Oh my God. Yeah. So, okay, Sarah, while we still have you on here, I feel like you are a very conscious, intentional, purpose-driven human being that I'm so glad that I'm friends with now. Yes. So in our last couple of, of minutes here, I want to ask you how you came to understand that functional interior design and building your own business was your higher purpose? Was there a moment? Tell us about it. 
Oh, yes, there was a very real moment. Uh, <laughs> I was working for a world a world renowned architect um, design firm in in Manhattan and working on international projects and local projects here um, in the city. And I remember seeing a, a poem in the ki- the kitchen of our office, and it said something like, "If you're un if you're unhappy about your life, then change it." I don't remember the full poem, but literally, <laughs> yeah. I kept drinking my coffee and looking at it. And I had literally had asked to have my own studio. I had been there for a very long time, you know, close to seven years as a senior senior designer and running these multi-million billion dollar projects. And I felt like I hit a glass ceiling Mm -hmm. and I was really ready to like run my own show. I mean, I had literally done this incredible project, you know, Vignoli, KPF, Richard Myers, all these famous architects were building these condo buildings and the project underneath was a 95,000 square foot amenity space that I literally helped lead a team of five people and guided them to a, resol- a resolution for the design for the, that client and presented the client, found the resources. I mean, I was like leading the project. And after I was done, because it was really not my project, there was someone else who was running it. And I was like, clearly I'm teaching this other individual who is running the project, how to do this project. And, and I, I'm always here to support and be a team player, but at the end of the day, I wasn't getting the recognition and the support that I really needed and the way I wanted to grow. And I was like, it's either I believe in myself now or, or never. Right. Like, it's like you, you have, you wake up one day and you're like, do I fully believe in what I'm capable of? It's almost like you're about to jump off a cliff and you don't know where you're going. You know, I feel Um, like I'm jumping off a cliff every day. Is that, is that normal too? <laughs> totally. I mean, we're always taking challenges every single day, 100%. But I think this was like a really pivotal moment for me. And I was like, I'm ready to do this. And I had just finished a project called The Vinyl. It's a supper club in the East Village for a client. Yep. Very um, cool. Wa- I know it. Wa- yeah. And so I, I it was getting published everywhere. And then I, I just, you know, and I was doing that. At the same time, when I was working, you know, um, at this firm, and I was like, okay, it's time. I was burning like literally the candle from two ends, you know, and it was yeah. like n- night and day. I'm working full time in this company. I'm also working on my own business. And, you know, we also did Terlucci Vino, uh, their fifth space in the Flatiron district. It was a restaurant that took two years, and I had a really great team, you know two other architects that worked on that project with me and that also started getting published. And I was like, well, I think it's time. It was like the perfect time emotionally, mentally, I was ready. And then also, you know, all these things that, you know, we just completed came to fruition and I just took a leap of faith in myself. And it paid off. And that was how long ago? That was six years ago. I love that. I'm proud of you. You're doing amazing things. You've worked on so many incredible projects. You have so much perspective too. I think you and I have a lot of the same experience, but also it's in very different industries, but you and I both have the a way of thinking about things like how can we serve? How can we give yes. back more? How yes. can we improve ourselves? How can we continually keep growing? How do we up level? 
every yeah. single day. And I love that about you and how you've built that into what you're giving back to the world. So I think we've sort of already talked about it, but I just want to summarize for our ladies because you know, as you listen to Sup Babe, we always give actionable advice. So what are your top three tips for people that want to be digital nomads for the rest of the pandemic, however however long it may be? I, I know that one is obviously bring things with you that remind you of home. 100%. And then I think know that your internal compass and your intuition is always guiding you. Like if you feel like you don't know what's going to happen next, you know, be be comfortable in the unknowing. And then remove the attachments and rules and labels um, and fear of what will people think of you while you're being open and authentic about your experience. Because I think when you're doing things differently, people are going to question it. And so we need to just remove those fears and those attachments. For sure. I feel like another big one for you is connect like you're very much about connecting with community like and I'm bad at that but you seem to oh, yeah. always know who to seek out where wherever you go to never feel alone am I, I don't yeah. know I'm not not trying to speak I, for I you. feel like when you're what you're seeking is seeking you is really something that I always tell people because when you're not sure what's happening when you're putting that energy out there and you're and you're like, I really need this. And it just, you wholeheartedly, your heart, your spiritual body, your physical party is generating this energy is like, I really need and want this. You're going to, you're going to generate it into your life. And that, I'm a really big believer in the feeling, not just what you speak, but what you're feeling, because people generate new things in their life in different ways. It's not just the, the verbal, but it's all the emotional as well. And so if you're feeling and speaking it, because that's, it's literally you're manifesting it into reality by speaking and feeling it, you draw it to you. So what you're seeking is seeking you, you know, by your, your thoughts and your feelings and your actions. And so it's like a, a trifecta. I love that. That's beautiful. So Sara, tell us where our ladies can connect with you in case anybody wants to touch base or chit chat or just, I don't know, be your girlfriend. Cause I know I would be, if I was listening to this, where can they totally. find you to give us the website, Instagram, all that jazz? Yes. Yeah, so the website is functional com. You can also check out our blog that I added this year. Cause I really wanted to pay it forward and share some of my knowledge of the industry and how people can implement it in their homes. Um, so please check out our blog and, um, Sada Abdallah is the Instagram handle and functional creative design as well as our business, you know, Instagram handle as well. And you can connect me through there and DM me. And I'm happy to always help support in any way possible. Entrepreneurial questions, just life questions. Uh, design questions. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Sara. This has been a treat for us. Nicole, and... this has been amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, you and I will connect offline and set up a girl date soon down in sunny Florida. 100%. And ladies, if you loved what you heard today, please subscribe, hit five stars. We would be oh so grateful if you left us a quick review. 
You can add us on Instagram at Nicole Rose Stillings and at Sup Babe Pod. And that's all for now. We hope we brightened your day. Don't forget to tune in on Mondays in the mornings to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life.